0: Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Major Radio. Dave here along with Matt Meschidivani as always. Matt, how's it going this week? It's hot. It is hot. <laughs> Some, summer arrived with the NHL draft um, last week, so um, on tap for this week's pod. Um, obviously, you know, the draft recap, of the Flyers, they did. Um, I, overall, they had a pretty good draft, you know, depending on who you looked at and whose rankings they were an A- minus or a B plus. Um, Quiet, is,
1: quietly successful, I'd say. Yes, quietly successful. Maybe I not. Think. Maybe
0: not a fan favorite, but
1: I think I think, I they, think the think fans did what they needed. To I do. think the
0: fans are coming around now. Yeah, the ones who at least were smart. But we'll get we'll touch on that. All uh, right. Um, we had a Flyers Twitter. Oh, I early, no, no, no. No Flyers Twitter. Um, just overall recent transactions. Developmental camp is underway. Um, any uh, updated RFA or free agency news from the Flyers and around the and then also around the league stuff. Um, yeah, so, overall, Matt, will just head just straight straight into things uh, real quick. Do you want to make a note? Uh, we did. A, we'd have a, a retirement today. Yeah. A goalie who we talked about, maybe the Flyers adding on.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it's, it's no more. Uh, Roberto Luongo decided to hang up the uh, the goalie pads after what almost.
1: 20 years in the league. Yeah, I'd say at least 20.
0: Um, so his time in the NHL has come to an end. Uh, now Vancouver and Florida are both on the hook with some cap hits. Florida's is manageable; it's like a little over one million. But Vancouver's got a three million, like a three and a half million cap hit next foreseeable future. So that's a yikes on their part. Uh, but you know it's Roberto Roberto Luongo, if I can speak English properly. He's one of those players. You're going to say, man, I really, I really wish he won a cup. And um, if only he had played better in the Stanley Cup Final against the Bruins back in 2011, he might have had one. Uh, he was never going to get one to the Florida Panthers just because the Florida Panthers have been a joke for so long. That's no offense to Panthers fans, but sorry, your team's been a joke since maybe its first year when they made it and lost the Avalanche in the Cup Final. Every other year since that, they've had the stock of the league. Um but no, they have a bright future ahead of them, and it's a shame that there's no fan base, and Alex Barkov may have poked fun on that. We, we, I think we touched on that last—have we been on since the NHL Awards?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. They were the night.
0: They were Wednesday. And we did record it last Tuesday. Yeah. So now, for fans who don't know, I, mean, I don't know if you don't know, you would want to I feel like that's kind of old news at this point. Yeah, that, everyone knows Alex Barkov kind of yeah. threw a dig at Florida having no fans. I mean, and if you're also like a like a
1: an avid hockey fan in you're, general, yeah. you're going to know who won all the awards. Exactly. So we don't all really, we don't really need awards, to. We so. don't really need to retouch. I mean, it it it's pretty much like the, the same every year. Like there's always the 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 cringy humor from the host that year oh, hit, hits she, or misses. This year he, was tolerable it was yeah, This year yeah, was yeah, tolerable. Yeah. It, it was it was it hit or miss. Yeah. And then like I remember there's always been like um, a presenter who will like completely mispronounce someone's name. That happened. Um I mean some names are tough but I think I forget what year it was, but I remember a woman I think she pronounced it Mart Martin Saint Louis
0: instead of Saint Louis. So but Anyway, yeah, so... And there was a really touchy moment, too, with Carrie Price and the young fan. Yeah. I think everyone was probably, like, wondering who was cutting some onions in their bedroom at the time when watching that. Yeah. Um, or, or if you're a Chicklets fan, what altitude you are at. Um, but I, moving on,
1: current events. Uh, one, one thing I will say about Longo, though, is I think that he's one of those guys where I could see him possibly joining the, the Panthers organization, as some sort of exec or maybe even a goalie coach. I don't know if he wants to be a part of the team from like a non-hockey standpoint, but I mean, we all know that he's been a big part of that, was it Sunrise, Florida? Mm -hmm. Like the area where the Panthers play, he's been a, he's been a big part of that team, obviously, and a big part of that area. He was obviously one of the people who like kind of uh, was voicing his, Displeasure with the country's gun control laws Mm -hmm. after that tragic shooting at the uh, Parkland school, Mm -hmm. which isn't that far away from Sunrise. I was gonna say, and his, I think his one of his kids goes to. It's in that school district. Yeah, so like I mean, he's a big part of that community down there. Whether I mean, like I said, I think I could see him honestly joining the team in a in some capacity. And then if they do improve their roster, which is likely this off season. Then I mean maybe the next few years they'll win a cup and he'll get a ring, not as a player sadly, but as it, as, as it an of some sort. So yeah. I could I don't I wouldn't rule that out personally for him at this point. But I mean I feel like he he doesn't really want to go anywhere else besides Florida. I mean hey Florida's not a bad place to retire no, no, too. No. So but it's like like I said that I think that organization means a lot to him obviously as as a person as a player. So I think. I could see him joining that organization in some capacity uh, after he obviously called it quits earlier today. So. Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, Lulongo, he was originally drafted by the Islanders, yep. got traded to the Panthers, and that's where he kind of became a goalie star. Yeah. And then eventually things were working out with Florida, so he got traded to Vancouver. But while in, the, in that first go-round with the Panthers, uh, he kind of really grew up there. That's where he met his wife. Um, he had a summer home there for years, and he got traded to Vancouver, really became one of the world's best goalies with the Canucks, and then got sent back to Sephora to, to kind of end his career out. So it's kind of, you know, um, returning to where he very much came from. Because I think he maybe had a cup of coffee with the Islanders, and
1: yeah. they were in his position. Well, he was city. drafted by them. He mm-hmm.
0: was the first-round pick by the Islanders, yeah. and then they traded him away for almost a bag of nothing when yeah. Mike Milbury was their GM. So, but, you know, good, good on Luongo, go, and... Um, yeah, we just wish, wish him a hell of a life in retirement. Maybe not this year he'll be an exempt. maybe the year after, maybe a, a year with the wife and kids, I was to see how things yeah, go. He wants to take
1: probably some time away from the game at this point, but
0: we wish him the best. Also to agree. All right, and now moving on um, to the NHL draft. The um, Flyers, you know, originally had the 11th overall pick. Um, me personally, everyone knows I was hoping for a trade. And, well, I guess, in a way, I kind of got my wish. Uh, they traded down to pick f- with Arizona for the 14th overall pick, and then they picked up pick 45 in the second round. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull
1: I will say that having the 11th pick was completely anticlimactic after all this time of thinking what was going to happen with it, and then... They traded it for, like you said, the 14th overall and then the 45th overall. And uh, I just, <laughs> and the guy they picked, Cam York, we'll get is, the, yeah, 14th yeah overall. I mean, we're going to do that right now. So because I, could, got, I got something to say. They could have taken. Well, oh, that's about what I'm That's what Cole, I'm about to say. Cole Caulfield. So, yeah, so the fact, so, all right, my, my knee-jerk reaction to this entire thing is I'm sitting there. I'm excited because it gets it's getting closer and closer to the Flyers' pick at 11, and the 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 purest goal scorer in the draft in Cole Caulfield. He had 72
0: goals is, for the U.S. national is Bill is still team. Still available,
1: and it's like, I mean, good for the United States on getting all these guys drafted because it he was, was right. like, literally, almost every GM came up to the podium and it was like from the United States National Development Team. It, it was a record. Like, you're just like, oh, man, there goes Caulfield. And then they announced some other guy, and you're like, oh, my God, he's still available. And then, like, it got to, like, pick 10, I think. I don't know who it was before the Flyers. Vancouver, maybe? Vancouver, they picked so, the Russian. Yeah, they picked uh, Pod Coles in, I think. Maybe. But they picked – anyway, they picked – they didn't pick Caulfield. So then it finally gets to 11, and I'm freaking out. I'm texting, like, all my friends. I'm texting them, like, Caulfield's still available and then I literally I hop on Twitter just quick like I tweet like Chuck get this guy and and then I see a tweet I think it was from Elliot Friedman where it was like all it said was uh, Philadelphia trades the pick to Arizona and then I'm like are you kidding me and then like all of it like all that comes to light they announced it at the draft and then like Arizona picks whoever they did at ele- at 11. They trade up for some
0: Swedish defensive they were really high yeah. on.
1: But and then it gets to fourteen again with the Flyers are on the clock again and Caulfield is still there and they it's literally like up until they announce this kid's name, you think it's him because they say from the US national development team and then they say Cam York and I'm like,
0: What? Everyone I was like everyone in Flyers fandom <laughs> collectively lost their shit. Cam York's going to be a good defensive. He's one hell of a defensive. We will get into Cam York in a second. But literally, everyone... You texted me. You were like, WTF. Well, all right, so... Well, I, I even... I texted my season ticket rep for the Flyers saying, yeah.
1: what the hell? My Like, my whole reasoning behind it is like, again, this was all just completely, like, heat of the moment, like, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, the Flyers need a goal. Like, they every team wants to stock up on the goal score and like, especially if we are the flyers, like they had one of the worst goal differentials in the league last year. Like, so to get a guy like Caulfield would have been huge. Like regardless, regardless, they may have gotten someone like, No, yeah, I know. But like, we'll Everything else aside, my tunnel vision was on Caulfield and I'm like, he's literally like, he's probably the best player available at the time. He dropped all the way to 14. We passed on him, not once, but twice. And it's like, I was like, I was, honestly, I was like, I was so excited for the draft. Like, it was, obviously, it's always fun to watch, like, to see who the Flyers pick, especially if they have a high pick, regardless of if they do well, the pre- like, previous season and all that. And they picked Cam York, and I felt completely deflated. And I maybe watched for another 10 minutes and then just turned off the draft. And I was like, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I was like, I was so excited to have, like, a number 11 pick. And like all that. And then like Cam York, like this guy, like no offense to this kid, but I mean, like, he, like, everyone was already comparing him to Gritty because he's like got the uh, he's a ginger. He's a red hair, yeah. Kissed by fire. As he's, they say, from, he's from you know, like He's a good old California but, boy. Yeah, but like, again, I don't have anything against this kid personally. Like, I'm happy that he's a part of the organization. And like, now that, like, obviously the dust has settled, like you said earlier, everyone is coming around to him, like, as the pick. But obviously, like, knowing the, the stockpile of prospects that the Flyers have, especially on defense, it's not like. Really, not really anymore. I know, I know. But again, like, with all, I, I'll say not maybe the stockpile of prospects, but just the young guys that are on the team already that are probably going to, hopefully going to be here for the time, like, for the foreseeable future. It's like, we just picked another defenseman. Like, there was already kind of a log jam as it, as it is. And then it's like, you're going to throw this kid in there and, like, I mean, it's always good to have competition for like spots and stuff like that, but I was like, they could have, like, Caulfield, and again, this is my just my initial reaction before I read up on everything, before everything settled down, but Caulfield could have been a guy who possibly could have filled that third-line winger spot right away and been a goal scorer. I, again, this is before I read more on this, so this is my initial thought process. So I'm like, they literally could have picked the, the best goal scorer in the draft Maybe he wouldn't have been ready to go this season, but it's like you get this kid like bulk up a little bit. Maybe he, I don't know, if he's gonna grow a couple inches. He's like five eight, right?
0: Something yeah, he's like that. tiny. He's
1: like five seven five. Eight. But I mean, he'd be like a little water bug out there darting around. Like I mean, that's what you want in today's game. You want that mobility. You want that like just everything. skating skating's
0: not good enough. All yet.
1: right, but again, so now like I said, so fast forward to like the day after, so kind of bombed that. Like the it was like so anticlimactic that they traded the pick. They traded the pick. And then they pick someone that no one was really expecting. And then it was like, all right, like, now that I know, like, more about this guy, like, from all, like, the insiders, all that, and much, like, I can I can live with it. I yeah. mean, and it's a good pick now that, like, now that I've done my research. Oh, for sure. So, but <laughs> just something I wasn't expecting. And, I mean, really, like, I only really, I, I only watch the first round because it's the only really entertaining part. I don't have seven hours on a Saturday to, like, watch it. I mean, if I was a media member, I would obviously love to be there. But it's, like, if I have the option, like, I mean, like, I have other stuff to do on a Saturday. But so.
0: One day we will get a <laughs> It's just
1: crazy. Like, I'm just, like, what happened? Like, and then, yeah. So, but, like, like I said, now that I've, done, like, read up on all these guys and all this, I think that, and even, like, the guys that they picked throughout the draft, I think they've had, what, eight picks? total? At least seven, I think. Yes. But, I mean, the guys that they picked seem like guys that maybe in the next, like, two, three seasons, and, like, I guess, obviously, it's kind of hard to tell how all these guys are going to pan out, but it's like, these are good picks, I feel like. So... They're very good picks. I don't know. I feel like, um, again, it was, it was uh, like I said, it wasn't a, a fan-favorite draft, but it was maybe a necessary draft. Um, and um, it was just, like, another one of those, like, Fletcher doing the right thing instead of being flashy which i i which i get but it's like this i mean again it just it all goes back to this fan base is just hungry for a successful team yeah so
0: and 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 they're done being angry this fan base is now apathetic
1: i was going to say and yeah. if
0: you're if you're a member of the Flyers organization and if you're a member of Comcast who owns the Flyers you would rather have your fans be angry because being angry means they still care. Like Phillies fans right now. Yeah, I would yeah. say us Phillies fans, you know, they, they smoked the Mets the past two games, comparable, fans are angry because they care, because they want the teams to succeed. Yeah. The Flyers have been so mediocre and so bad, this fan base just goes, eh, it's what I expected. I Typical Flyers. And that's, like, I'm just, and that's not good to make money. You don't want an apathetic fan base.
1: I'm just, I'm like gearing away from the draft for just a split second, just seeing how, like, how mixed of a reaction these moves, whether it be signings or draft or just any, like, move that the Flyers made, the reactions and, like, the polarity between the fans and everything. There's no middle ground. Regardless regardless of if you're one of those, quote-unquote, Flyers Twitter trolls, where you basically hate everything, like, the people that, like, I mean, there's obviously the people that know their stuff, the people that don't really know their stuff, the people that don't know their stuff at all, and they're just trying to make noise, but it's like, regardless, there's no mid like you said, there's no middle ground where everyone seems to either love these moves or hate these moves, and I'm kind of, I mean, obviously, I'm like, I'm the same way to some degree, but it's like, I'm willing to kind of, like, obviously listen to the other side, but... It's the also Yeah, you have to, you, you can't be, you can't be biased towards one thing, you have to obviously, like, it's, it's like it's like anything else. You have to know what you're talking about in order to form an opinion, form your own opinion, obviously, and then – but, again, you should hear out the other side and then try to – if they're civil enough, you have to have a conversation and all that. But my main concern is that I don't even know – like, I don't know if the Flyers are going to be good or not this season. Like, that's the thing, cause like, in a thing. Because, like, in a vacuum, if you just look at the Flyers as a whole, just the Flyers, they are – they're better than they were – this past season. But For sure. the moves that the rest of the division have made w- worries me a lot where it's like like the Devils got Jack Hughes and PK Suban in in two days. Regardless it's a regardless it's the draft. But it's like the Flyers got Kevin Hayes and then they got two like almost over the hill defensemen in Niskanen and Justin Braun, who had down seasons last year. And that the team is hoping to have them like regain like have a renaissance almost like Giroux had that one year. I'm just like I feel like the Flyers are w- really rolling the dice on how this team is gonna do when they've almost completely revamped the entire roster.
0: Um, I I'm I'm not worried about PK Suman going to the Devils. He's <sighs> a shell of hor- he's a shell of the former player that he used to be. He really doesn't scare me, to be honest, anymore. I mean, yeah, um, he was just an example. But. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, I'm not worried about really the Rangers, about the Rangers getting troopa either. I think the Flyers have players on their roster that, in my opinion, are better or are going to be better than Jacob troopa and P.K. Subban. So, me, as, as a season ticket holder and as a lifelong fan who, you know, tries to be positive the majority of the time, once it came to Dave Haxtall. It's hard. Um you know it's, it's hard. getting hard, but I'm trying to look, looking at the players and looking at their stats and reading things online and, and knowing the players just from overall my overall knowledge of hockey. I say, you know what, the Flyers kept in it. That's just my personal opinion. I think the Flyers, yes, the div, no doubt the division got better. Yeah. When you have two, when you have two teams in your own division that have the top two picks in the draft, Jack Hughes, the Devils, and Kapikovitch to the Rangers, that's bad news for the rest of the division, without a doubt. Um, but, you know, in, in my end, you know, I view it as, you know, I think Travis Sanheim is better than P.K. Subban, or has to be potentially be better than P.K. Subban. I think Shane Goss' bear, if he's on, is better than P.K. Subban. And I think Ivan Provar plays defense better than P.K. Subban and better than Jacob Druba. Um A lot of Flyers fans may disagree with me, and that's your opinion, and that's your right, but this is my opinion. and I will I will stand by that to the grave. I know there is one Flyer fan watching right now um, on our Facebook live stream who disagrees with me about Shane glass bear. It's okay to be wrong, but I understand. Everything I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just playing, Stavi. I know you're watching.
1: Everything I'm saying to just again for the the umpteenth time that I've said this just circles back to the cautious optimism results. Exactly we need results. Like, I I am obviously wearied of some of the moves i'm not like i'm not completely weary of them there's just aspects that i'm weary about um but it's like other than that like i just want to see the team on the ice and see how they do and then i'll obviously everyone will obviously be able to form more of an opinion once we see at, more than once, once, once yeah once we see i mean like i don't know like preseason games aren't really the best judgment but it's like I mean, obviously, once it's a regular season, like once you get to see
0: prospects. In
1: I feel games, like, yeah, no, yeah, I know, but like maybe like the first, like I mean, obviously, the first five ten games on any team are crucial to start mm-hmm. the season. But it's like the first, I mean, the first five games maybe will be like the first benchmark of like how I feel this team is going to be throughout the season. Gotcha. Well, it, it can't mean, be much worse than last year.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's cover. Let's at least cover and introduce for the fans who. Didn't watch the whole draft and everything. We will go off and on. We'll just briefly list um, the, the Flyers' picks and a little bit of quick blur about them. All of this is coming from the Flyers' website, so that's where our sources are from. I'm typing in my bib card right now to cite my source MLA format, of course. Um, of course, as I just alluded, Cam York, first overall, 14th overall, uh, from the U.S. National Team Development Program under 18 under 18 team, 18 years old. Uh, Anaheim, California, native, five eleven, a buck seventy-five. So he definitely needs to put some more weight on him. Um, but he was the number one defenseman for the U.S. National Developmental Team program. So he's got a lot of room. He's got a, a very solid two-way defenseman with an with an upside offensive side. Uh, a lot of people are comparing him to Shane Gossman and saying, "Here is hopefully down the line your Shane Gossman replacement once Shane is no longer the player he is." Um, you know his strengths: his skating, his pacing. He's got his hockey IQ is off the charts. Um, He's got, he's very strong on retrievals and breakouts. He's got a lot of poise and um, he's a very consistent player. Um, You know, he, obviously we mentioned, he needs to work on some muscle, uh, get more physical and he has to work on as asserting his leadership. Uh, He he had a little bit of a good role being a number one defenseman. And I believe an alternate captain times, the national development program team this season. So those are all things that he can work on. He is committed, I believe, to go to the University of Michigan Boo, uh, Penn State fan here. But um, overall, he's, he's going to be a Flyers prospect. I'll live with it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, um, you know, he's a good overall, you know, he's a nice, solid defenseman. The Flyers did kind of need to restock the defensive cover a little bit because the Phantoms literally had no one to play for defense for them this past season. So this is on the up and up, along with the rest of our defensive prospects like Igor Zamola and Wyatt Wiley um he's a nice he's a he, he's a nice added. i think he tops that list right now regardless of these players
1: skill and all that stuff some of these names are just kind of funny like why why like, the one that you're about to talk about bobby brink like he's
0: a, <laughs> his middle name is or I, I know but like
1: like bobby brink just seems like something that would be out of like a comic book like a peter parker or something like that but bobby brink like uh I'm trying to think who else they drafted that like
0: I mean, some of these games yeah. are just so, they are just cool. They drafted Bobby Orbrink within the second round. Uh, they traded up. They sent the 45th pick and I think a later round pick to Nashville, I believe, to get the second round pick to move up to 34. And at 34, you're picking three picks after the first round. You're usually getting a player who was picked to go in first round by a lot of people. Bobby Orbrink was picked by a lot of scouts and hockey pundits to be a middle round first round pick. Um, and he's arguably the second-best goal scorer in the draft besides Cole Caulfield. So this is a really good pickup for the Flyers. A lot of people say he's comparable to Danny Breer, which is something Flyers fans should know and be excited about. Um, he played in the USHL. I, he's committing. He's going to college next year. I forget where exactly he's going to school. People can look at up later. Um, another USHL pick came next, the third third round, so second overall. Uh, Ronnie... Atard, defenseman, 6'3", 210 pounds, already a big boy. Um, a nice blue line chip added in prospect. Another righty. Yeah, nice no, sh- Shoots righty, it's a big thing. Chuck Butcher's always been a big right-hand defenseman guy. Uh, so, you know, so far I'm all right with that. Uh, another defenseman, Mason Millman, <laughs> in the fourth round, 103rd overall. Uh, plays in Saginaw of the Ontario Hockey League in the CHL up in Canada. Um. Then we go later in rounds. We go to the sixth round. Igor Sirduk. Sirduk? Serduc? Serduk? S-C-R-D-Y-U-K. He's a Russian right-winger. Uh sixth round, 165th. 165th overall. Uh plays in Victoriaville of uh, the Quebec a Major Junior Hockey League. Also, again, part of the CHL up in Canada. Um uh... And then nope, we Roddy drowned Ross Ro- Rody Roadie or Roddy? Roddy? R-O-D-D-Y? Roddy Ross. That sounds like a wrestler. Uh goalie from the Seattle Thunderbirds of the Western Hockey League, also again part of the Canadian Hockey League. Um sixth round, one 169th overall. Um and, you know, who needs you always needed to pick a goalie, I seem in today's draft. And then seventh round, one hundred and ninety-sixth <laughs> overall rice Brodinski. Brodzinski, Brodzinski.
1: Yeah. Um, sound like another wrestler game
0: he was playing uh, he he split time this past season between uh, Blaine High school which is a competitive and the one that US high school junior a leagues and then obviously the USHL with the Omaha with Omaha no. um, the Omaha uh, and that's that was pretty much it those are the Flyers picks Uh, We don't really need to go any more into the lower draft picks. If you guys want to go ahead and read about them, um, obviously go online. I need to do some more research personally, but I'm really, really fond of the first two picks now with Cam York and Bobby Orr Brink. Um, I don't know if Bobby Brink's middle name actually is Orr, but I saw that all around Twitter on Saturday, and some pretty legitimate sources that I follow um, were tweeting it, so I'm going to go with them. If they're right, I'm going to assume that that's pretty correct but um, I really like those two picks and you know you know both cam York's probably you know he's probably you know four maybe five years away He's gonna be a college defenseman he's got he's got to play maybe another year with the national team unless he goes straight to Michigan next season. it um, will be really hard most college freshmen um, don't make the team right away and then they go play in the USHL a couple more years or with the national development team program. And they'll go, they'll be a college freshman at 21 years old, and they'll play two years of NCAA, and then they'll turn pro. Uh, so who knows? And uh, Cam York's in that same boat. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Bobby Brink's in that same boat. I mean, he's, you know, he's a tiny little speedy forward. He's 5'8", a buck 65. Definitely going to have to put some meat on them bones to play professional hockey. But all in all, um, they're two very, very solid picks. And Bobby Brink, you know, could have gone around 20th overall in the first round. Uh, Matt, anything else you want to add in about the draft before we move on to some more points? Uh, I think we touched on it pretty well, so I'd say we can uh, we can move on here. Yeah, so coming after the draft, um, developmental camp is happening this week down at Voorhees Skate Zone. Um, if you're a fan of the Flyers and have never um, made a way to travel to the Voorhees for this prospect camp, do it. Um, I know a lot of the sessions are during weekdays, so if you work, it's kind of hard. Um, but it's a really good look at fresh prospects and seeing some of the coaches You'll get to look at Matt Strom, Isaac Radcliffe, Morgan Frost, um, Joel Farabee, I can, Wyatt Wiley, um, Felix Jay Sandstrom, O'Brien. Sorry, Jay O'Brien, Felix Sandstrom. Uh, you'll get to see, look at some of the new coaches, on the, not not the head coaches, um, but like the developmental coaches and all those fun stuff. It's just a good look to see up and close what the players can need and do. Yep. And you get a firsthand look at what their abilities are, and it really helps them all the ideas this Everyone knew a couple of years ago when they drafted Matt Strom, he needs work on his skating. And that first developmental okay, cap happened. You're like, whoa, he's like a fresh, he's like a fresh born, uh Bambi out there. He's I don't know how he how he's standing on his skates. Um, but there's a lot of good things during the week. Normally, um, it's just all a bunch of drills. Not really that exciting unless you're a hockey nerd like us to go to Matt, Matt and I, and even Jake. We used to go to it all the time back in the years. I haven't missed one in the past six years. I want to say hashtag Hockey Nerd. Back when life um, was simpler. Similar. Simpler. Um, Something fun to know about it. This Friday evening down at 4, he's from 6, 8 p.m. They're having a three-on-three tournament, which is something they have done the past couple seasons. And then something they haven't done in almost five or six years, they are actually having a full five-on-five scrimmage game, prospects versus prospect. They normally bring up the orange and white teams. Um, Rests and all, it's a legitimate game. I was actually in attendance at the last one they had, uh, Jake and I were back in the day. And the reason why they got rid of it was because they had three fights in the scrimmage.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And some players got hurt, and they were like, no more. Yeah. And I think now some teams have started to bring that scrimmage back. And now, obviously, the Flyers put it back. So that is Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. down at Voorhees. Um, if you're a Flyers fan and you need, you need a hockey fix... Um, I recommend taking the drive down the Voorhees. It's not that bad for an hour, hour, 15 minutes playing on traffic. Um, but if, if you're a Flyers fan and if you're needed in the fix of good hockey, get down to the Voorhees skate zone uh, and you'll ha- wh- you get to watch a pretty exciting game. Uh, you'll get to see some of the, maybe some the skill level of Morgan Frost and Isaac Radcliffe and Matt Strom, and German Rubstaff, uh, Felix Santrum up close before they're either with the Flyers or the FAMs next year. Um, but my advice, get there early. Uh, the skate, the Flyers fans do flock to Voorhees for this, especially with these type of things. And if you're not there, probably an hour, hour and a half before puck drop for the scrimmage, you're probably not getting in the building. So that's my fair warning. Matt, you got uh, some things, some developmental camp to add on, or
1: no? This is for later. But the one thing I will say about the developmental camp is it's just cool to see these kids, obviously working on themselves. And then, I mean, as a fan. Like you, can, like you said, you can just get that hockey fix in the summer in in the middle of June, which is nice, and it just kind of gives you more more excitement to see what's to come with the Flyers. But other than that, I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of low-key. Like, I mean, I, I personally work throughout the day, so I can't... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would take... Like, if I had the time, obviously, I would go down there, but I mean, obviously, I have to work, so it's something that I probably won't make this year, but... Always next year. I
0: am going to go Saturday evening. Um, I believe our third member, Jake, uh, is going to go with us. I don't know if Matt's kind of in limbo still about it. Yeah, I don't know yet. Uh, but, you know, we will be there, and it's something that I will definitely take notes and we'll touch on on next week's podcast, obviously, because it's something. You know, it's like, it's like we're scouting for the pod. We're doing homework, per se. There you go. Uh, anything else we want to touch on, that before we move on to some signing news from the Flyers? Uh, I think we're good with that. All right, so uh the other day the Flyers announced a two year contract extension for um, Travis Sandheim at three what was it three point two seven five mil?
1: Yeah, I think it was it was over just over six million for
0: uh, the, the entire deal for the two year deal. Yeah, he's ma- he's making three point uh three point two five million for the next two years, so about seven million bucks. Solid next, solid bridge deal. Solid bridge deal and if things are protected the way if Things are projected the way they're gonna go for Travis Sanheim, the Flyers are gonna owe him a bucket load of money yeah. in two years. But this is why you bridge players to see, all right, what's the next step? The ball's in your court, kid. So if Travis wants to get paid in two years time, ball's in his court. But overall I like the signing a lot. It's a nice bridge deals are usually very team friendly, help out with the cap. So it opens up that window even more for the flyers say, Hey, we wanna win now? Well now you've got Travis Sandheim a very team friendly number for two years. And then uh, going on to today's news, um, the Flyers then extended Brian Elliott one year, two million bucks. Um, if Brian Elliott is used right, I'm going to say, if, if if Brian Elliott is used correctly, um, unlike he has been in the past, uh, you know, he's a solid 1B backup goalie for Carter Hart, but used in a tandem, if he's actually used in a tandem, if he can stay healthy. You know, he can provide a good stretch like if where if Hart struggles, you know, you've got an illegit NHL goaltender in net. I know some fans aren't really thrilled with it. There's a lot of fan base that's angry at this signing, but look at the, look, look at who else was out there. There was no real other options. You're not signing Mabrowski to be a backup. You're not signing Simeon Varlamov to be a backup. And after that, the names kind of drop off. Do you really want Mike Smith here? Wyatt Miller resigned in Anaheim? Kim Talbot told the Flyers today, listen, I'm not... He actually came up with Cam Talbot and said, listen, I'm going to go somewhere else where I want to play more. I want a chance to be a starter. And I don't really blame Cam Talbot. Uh, He could be better than Brian Elliott, but he got about 90 minutes of hockey um, in like a two-month time period with the team where he rode the pine and was the third goalie. So I don't really blame him for wanting to leave. Um, And, you know, I don't think Anthony Stollers was re-qualified by the Oilers. So, I mean, if Chuck would want to... You could reassign Anthony Stoller, so let's bring him back into the organization, but I don't know what good that's going to do. Uh, so really, Brian Elliott, at the end of the day, was the wisest and smartest choice the Flyers to make to back up Carter Hart. Matt, your thoughts on the Sandheim deal and the Elliott uh, extension?
1: Both deals I am, I'm happy with overall. Um, the Sandheim deal is one of those things where um, it's got to be, I feel like it's kind of, I guess necessary for lack of better terms to give him a bridge deal at this point, because these next two years are going to be what he can potentially be for the rest of his career. So he's got to obviously take it to the, uh, the next level with his play, all that stuff. And then he's got to earn that big ticket if he wants it with the flyers come two years from now. Um, With Elliot, I think it was the best option. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess I feel I feel bad for Talbot because, I mean, the guy was kind of brought in, and like you said, he played maybe, what, a game and a half's worth of hockey. In, like, and, two months. Yeah, like, he was – I mean, but I feel like it just – it was just he was a victim of the revolving door of the Flyers' goaltenders last year. So it was like – like, he was – I feel like he was maybe due to start, and then someone, would like, would come back from being hurt, and they're like, wait – Like you're gonna you're gonna be sitting out now. So I mean Cam Talbot's obviously come and gone at this point, so I wish him the best, I guess. Like yeah. Not not against the Flyers, huh? Yeah. But I don't want him to get hurt against the Flyers, but I just don't want him to maybe get a win. But
0: anyway, but yeah, I mean
1: he like I said, he fell victim to that carousel Flyers goalies last year and it just didn't work out. But I think Elliot I wouldn't say at this point that if he's used right, I would say it's more about him staying healthy because I feel like having that having the new coaches behind the bench, I feel like they obviously probably would know how to manage a goalie a lot better than Hatchall where he would just run the goalies into the ground.
0: That's why Elliot was ruined. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Elliot Elliot when when we first signed Elliot 2 years ago, he was playing really well for the yeah. Flyers. And then Dave Pas said, "You know what? I'm going to start Brian Elliot." In every like game, games in a row. I'm gonna start him and he's played every game in the month of December. Once. Yeah. And then oh, what do you know? He's hurt. Yeah. I would say again, I mean
1: there obviously they do have to use him right, but I feel like the bigger factor is his injury because he's had he had that core muscle problem. Mm-hmm. And then was that the same injury as last this past season too? Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's yeah, been a nagging it's, injury yeah. the past couple so, of mean, seasons. Yeah, I think but again, I think it was the most viable option, Talbot as much as maybe he had a relationship with Hart. Obviously, might have not been the best vet because, like, even though Talbot's, I think, 31 at this point, yeah, Elliot's obviously got at least, I think, six more seasons experience. He's like 37,
0: maybe. Elliot's 33. 33, Oh,
1: 33? All right, well, I was wrong on that. But Elliot, and like, I just feel like Elliot's obviously been in Philadelphia, obviously been in Philadelphia longer than Talbot, knows the team, knows kind of where they want to go. So, I think that. It's a good fit, and he'll be a good 1B backup for Hart, which is obviously what the Flyers were aiming to do, and they got a good deal out of it. So I like it. Like it a lot. Same thing with the Sanheim deal. I am all for it in that in that case. So that's all I have to say yep. about that. <laughs> Moving on to some
0: RFA news. Uh, besides Sanheim re-signing, the Flyers traded RFA. Um, Ryan Hartman. Yeah, Ryan Hartman to Dallas for Tyler Pitlick. Pitlick makes a million bucks for one year. He's going to be, if he's not with Phantoms, he'll be a fourth line healthy scratch. Um, he's not as, he's definitely not as good as Ryan Hartman. Pitlick's kind of, he is what he is at this point where I thought Hartman had some upside. Um, but it sounds like Hartman wanted too much money. And the Flyers still have to re-sign Travis me and Ivan Proverov. Yeah. And it sounds like Proverov wants... A long term big ticket deal. I'm I'm worried about that. I would I don't even know what I would do if they were to somehow
1: lose him. I, mean, I would he has an, he has an RFA, but I mean and we haven't seen this a lot recently, but if he were to get offer sheeted by someone and then like that would kind of obviously handcuff the flyers into matching the offer, then that could be a problem. So I think they need they need to get him signed, and the same thing with Connectney. They need to get them both signed
0: as soon as they can. I saw a report on Twitter that the Flyers and connecticut are actually close to two options. Yeah, this come, this is coming from Brandon J. Summerman. Uh, he's a Flyers writer for All Things Philly, and a Philly, he's a sports writer for Philly, Philly, Philly Fan Life. Um, he was quoting saying, "Here, the Flyers and RFA Travis Connectney are progressing positively towards a deal. Two deals are being discussed. A long-term deal around 4.75 average average annual value or a bridge deal worth 3.25 million average annual value. Um, Apparently the the value reward is there's a longer term deal with TK. Um, You know, there's more rewards in there for him. And obviously they're hoping that he keeps on LB becomes more of a 20 goal scorer and a 60 point type player. Um, Normally when the media starts leaking out these things and saying, Hey, we're hearing this, it's a long term or a bridge deal at X money value. They've got a pretty good source from the team, and something will get announced soon. So, honestly, I'm expecting free agency starts July 1st, which is Monday, a yeah. week from yesterday. So, I would expect maybe a Travis connect me deal announcement coming this week. Hartman wanted too much money. Uh, so, I mean, use what you got in Wayne Simmons, um, which is kind of a little bit frustrating because we really, li- literally just traded away Wayne Simmons for a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick at this point which is kind of a little bit upsetting, but, you know, that just shows testament. You know, we all love Dwayne, but he's a show of his former self. Uh, he's no longer the player in demand to return that we all thought he would return. Uh, so Harbin, who's actually away on vacation um, with no cell phone, and no cell phone service, has no idea that he got traded. Hmm. And also the Dallas Stars didn't qualify him. Yeah. And his mother confirmed that he has no idea that he got traded and then also, see, there's no idea he got treated. He has no idea. He's a free agent come Monday. So you would think his agent would be trying really hard to reach him. Um, so other than that, the Flyers, and they also did extensive qualifying offers out to restricted free agents. those uh, the Ivan Provorov, Travis Kinetney, uh Scott Lawton, and then a couple other minor league players. They chose not to qualify Justin Bailey. Uh, so the Flyers don't re-sign him in free agency. Um the Bobrovsky trade tree finally dies. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of an interesting fact, and then we'll just see where things are going. Uh, Matt, do you have anything to chip in about the Knetney Provorov news or the Ryan Hartman trade?
1: Um, Hartman, I guess I wasn't really attached to him, so I mean, I don't really. I'm not I'm pretty, like I guess I guess apathetic about him leaving. Like, I obviously it was cool to see him here. I was at the first game. I was at was when he leveled Dalid.
0: That's, so that that's was, how you make and, a good first impression. And, uh, yeah, and then
1: obviously that was kind of his only impression because he was kind of quiet after that. Um, and it, I felt like it was kind of uh, nothing against him personally, but I feel like the return that we got for Simmons was kind
0: of not worth it. But... If, if you re-signed Hartman and he kept on growing, it could have been worth it. Yeah, because he he could have been a good fit at no, that I third mean, line wing yeah. or fourth I mean, line there's wing. There's a season. lot of there's a, there's a lot that goes into that,
1: but I mean. I felt like we were going to get more for Simmons just because that's how I felt. But, um, I agree. I agree 100%. That's over now. Hartman's gone. Um,
0: what else was there? Konechny, yeah. Rumblings, and Proveroff. I mean, yeah, I mean, with
1: Konechny and Proveroff, like I, like I said, and I think it's just a matter of time at this point where I feel like with Konechny, I feel like I'd, I'd lean more towards saying that he's going to get the similar deal with Sandheim, that two-year bridge deal. And then he'll have to obviously earn that next big ticket, but I think Provorov is going to get uh, probably a good—I don't know—I can see maybe like five years.
0: Uh, I, I've been—I no. I, what? I've been hearing on Twitter is Provorov looking for eight mil, eight mil for the next five or six years. Yikes. I mean, if here's the thing, Provorov. I think we gave all our money to Kevin Hayes. Pro, Prover Provorov <laughs> since coming into the league has been used as a no, number yeah. one. I was gonna say man. yeah. So this, this he's been playing twenty five plus minutes a night. So this is him and his agent. This it's more important. This is his agent saying, "You've been playing my client like a number one defenseman since he came into the league. Now it's time to pay him like a number one defenseman." I I, I kind of agree with that.
1: I mean, again, I I just think that maybe the Flyers handcuffed themselves a little bit with that with the Hayes deal. But I'm just, obviously, right now, with regards to Pro-Robin and Konechny, I'm hoping for the best, and I'm hoping for the – I just want everyone to be
0: happy situation. Precisely. So, but yeah, that's that's really all and I, I got to say. Scott Lawton, you know, mill, mil no and a half. Yeah, I feel like – Scott I, Scott Lawn should not cost you more than $2 million. And I feel like
1: Lawn's guy that wants to stay here. Because yes. he, he, like, he had that year in the AHL, and, like, he came back and was, like, probably – he was – one of our, I'd say he's, he was one of our best forwards last season, regardless of like his scoring, just like his, his overall play, like in all areas of the ice was, I think he was one of our best, at least he was definitely our best bottom six Scott, guy. Scott,
0: Scott Lawton is one of the best because, fourth line centers in the game. Yeah.
1: So I think, yeah, again, I just want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to come to a, a decision that will benefit both sides because I would be, like I said, I wouldn't I feel like the Flyers would kind of be in
0: trouble if they lost a guy like Connect or Pro at this point. Yep. Uh, any other? I think it covers all the Flyers news. Matt, do you have anything else to add for around the league news where we're going to quit for this week?
1: Yeah, so we kind of touched on this before, but um, uh, on Saturday, uh, the Devils traded for PK Subban. Uh, they traded uh, defenseman Steven Santini and Jeremy Davies, a second round pick in the draft that just happened and a second round pick in next year's draft to Nashville. You would have thought PK Stupid
0: would, would have gotten more return. Yeah. But I think the big thing was the Devils were able to take on PK's full salary and Nashville didn't have to retain anything. Yeah, I mean, and, like, also Nashville wants to
1: free up that space because I think they have to re-sign Yossi soon. Yes, they do. So, they – and, like, Yossi's obviously, like, their bona fide number one guy, so they want they want to keep him there. And who's criminally
0: underrated and yeah, should have been nominated so. for
1: a couple Norris Norwich And, I mean, mean, and we touched on this also before, like you said, Subban is, isn't really as good as he used to be. He's getting older, obviously. Um, I like him as, like, as a player.
0: I mean, I still like Subban, yeah, but like I'm not saying, worried. I don't to scare me anymore. Yeah.
1: So, but
0: it's just going to be weird
1: seeing him. And I feel like the the Devils are like one of the last teams that I saw him going to. But I mean, no
0: one's. It's it's part of the No one saw him going to New Jersey.
1: But, I mean, again, like, and I felt like Nashville was a good fit for him aside from Montreal. But, like, Nashville obviously wasn't able to get over the hump with him. Granted, they won the Western Conference. uh, Was it 20?
0: three years ago at this point three years ago two years.
1: 2016 it is anyway in the last five years whenever they had Subban, they won the western conference but then obviously they lost to the penguins in the cup final so i mean obviously suban and then like he kind of he's had his injury problems every so mm-hmm. often too so he's one of those guys where it's like when he's when he's on he's on but when he's off you can you can tell yeah. so but um Again, it could be one of those things. We
0: also were not the best locker room guy. Apparently, that's followed. That's followed him his
1: entire yeah, career,
0: but, even in Nashville.
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, if I was a Devils fan, I'd be the same way. Where I'd be a results guy, and I'd be like, let's just see how he is on the ice with the like with the guys. So, but yeah. yeah. So that happened. Um, we already touched on the um, retiring. So he played 19 seasons. He's the third winningest goalie in NHL history.
0: Oh, he'll be he'll be so, a first
1: ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, but um, so yeah, but uh, he's forty years old. He had a record of four four hundred eighty nine, three hundred and ninety two, and ninety one with thirty three ties, a two point five two goals against average, a point nine one nine save percentage, seventy seven shutouts in a thousand and forty four games with the Islanders, Panthers, and Canucks.
0: Not he's only behind,
1: savvy. he's in third place behind Patrick Waugh and Marty Berdor.
0: Have you heard of him? So,
1: I mean, Berdor played for, what, like almost 20-something 20, 20 years? The Devil's Dance. Dance. And
0: the Blues. Don't forget the Blues. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, oh, um, Corey Perry got bought out by the Ducks. He did. So, I feel like that was one of those things that they saw.
0: Flyers, stay away. Do not sign Corey Perry. Um, he, he is ass-ass he's not good anymore. He's not We're talking about being a show as former self Corey Perry is nothing like he used to be. In the years past, he's going to want too much money. Stay away, Chuck Fletcher. Oh yeah, they also oh, they, Corey Perry. They announced um, the
1: Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2019 uh yesterday. So, um I'll I'll read the names. So, uh Guy Carboneau um who you play for? Canadians you play and for Stars, oh yeah. Uh, Haley Wickenheiser, a four-time Olympic gold medalist with Canada. Um, Arguably are, one of
0: the best women's hockey players to ever play the game.
1: Yep. And then others selected were Sergei Zubov, who played 16 seasons in the National Hockey League. Uh, Voslav Vas, Nedimanski. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, he played six seasons in the NHL and was a mainstay for the Czechoslovakia national team before it became the Czech Republic, and Slovakia. So that was probably back in the the day. And then the last person to be – two more, sorry. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins GM Jim Rutherford and uh, longtime Boston College coach Jerry York were elected as builders of the game. Um, This is all from NHL.com. The Six will be inducted into the Hall of Fame on November 18th. So that's cool.
0: Congrats. Except Um, for Jim Rutherford because you're a Penguin. I don't like you. Oh, yeah. Also, another thing happened. Uh, all Carl- the things. Will- William Carlson. Time
1: in Vegas. Signed a big ticket with Vegas. Uh, eight oh, years. Right, yeah. uh, $47.2 million mm-hmm. with a 5.9 AAV. That's a good deal for Vegas. So, I That's mean, a really yeah. good deal for Vegas. So Carlson was quoting, again, from NHL Network, uh, just to be able to call my home, to know I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I, I love to live in Las Vegas. He thinks it's a great town most fun place to play in. Uh, Probably other things that factor into being in Vegas as well. Gee, I wonder what those could be. Some of the extracurriculars. Um, Last season, he had 56 points in all. He played in all 82 games. uh, And then he had five points in this past Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, So, yeah. Um, What else is there? I'm just scrolling through everything here. I think that's it for the last couple of days besides the draft. Um, there's one thing I wanted to say, but I can't find it. Um. Oh yeah. I guess. I. I mean, that's pretty much it. The Blues team dog Barclay drank from the Stanley Cup, so the goodest boy with the, the goodest boy, the goodest boy with the best trophy in sports. Um. Yeah, that's about it. I think around the league. I mean, it's gonna heat up again, obviously, in the next. In the next week, with free agency oh, all on Monday. right around the corner. So keep keep tuning into them Twitter feeds. Make sure you see the blue check mark because that's important. I can't believe there's a there's a. I'm this is not an understatement when there when I say this, but there are a lot of people out there that try and break these
0: insider try and, try and break all
1: this news. So unless you see from a credible source that something is happening,
0: chances are it's probably not happening. We will try our best to be up-to-date on our Twitter feed on July 1st. Uh, so if you guys don't want to, you know, scroll through anything like that um, as hard as you can, just follow our Twitter feed. We'll try our best to keep everyone updated on the big news around Blake's. Yeah. Two more quick things, too, from around the league. Uh, the,
1: the Blues took the interim tag off Craig Berube. Congrats, Chief. They signed him, I think, three years. Three-year deal. So um, he's still there. And then um, just... Just today, actually, this afternoon, uh, Phil Housley signed a multi-year contract as an assistant coach with the uh, the Coyotes. Interesting. So, uh, the Yotes just got a new assistant coach. So, I think that's really it. Um, the Yotes um,
0: traded for Carl Soderbergh, but... Yeah, I mean... there was another free agent
1: signing this morning. Uh, Mike Riley agreed to a two-year, $3 million contract with the Canadians
0: uh, with an AAV
1: of $1.5 He was due to be a free agent on on monday but obviously that's not going to happen now not really not really a big name honestly no he was
0: was a big time college free agent and he kind of had to be nothing like some of the college agents are so yeah Um, that's that's pretty much it i think um
1: for what we missed since last last episode um i'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about next
0: week oh next week's gonna be a huge podcast (laughs) i mean we're looking probably either record i would assume we'd probably be back at the same time next week either wednesday or tuesday um, hopefully
1: maybe, uh, we'll see some Panarin action, Bobrovsky, all although like there's still some big names out there that are looking for either a new home or the same home. But I mean, either way, it's going to be interesting. If you're a hockey fan, obviously you're excited to see kind of how everything unfolds, how all the chips fall into place, all that stuff. But oh, I, just, like I said, just stick to those credible Twitter feeds.
0: July, July 1st is kind like of like, if you're a hockey fan, and you're able to stay at home and be glued to your TV, your good to your computer, um, and watch the coverage of either Sports Center on TSN or, TSM or um, S Sports Dance coverage up in Canada. Either both yeah. those are excellent programs to watch. And
1: they usually broadcast all that on any networks the network. Network will do it for a
0: little bit. Yeah. Um, it's really, I, before I had a legit adult job, uh, there would be yeah. days where I would sit. My my lap. Well, I yeah, it also depends on the calendar, too,
1: because I remember, like, if it was, like, a Saturday, like, free agency, I would just be glued to the TV the whole day. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, it being a Monday, Stinks for, for, the, for the first part of the day, I won't be able to watch anything. And then once I get home from work, I'll just probably sit down and watch what
0: already happened. I'm probably going to have just... it minimized on my second screen at work, like, in my other window. Calling your boss. Uh, so. On silent. Sorry. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, But that's going to be it for this week, guys. Thank you for everyone for commenting. Uh, Pauly, I disagree with you about your comment about uh, Brian Elliott. Uh, He didn't have to play him a ton, and he chose to anyway, and he probably ruined him. So that's enough out of you, you funny goalie, you. Uh, But we'll be back next week, guys. As we mentioned, huge pod next week. Post reactions from all the July 1st signings. And – like I said, if anyone if can make it down to the Flyers skates and in Voorhees, Voorhees, New Jersey this weekend for the three-on-three tournament or the five-on-five scrimmage, do it. Um, I will be there. If I, if any friends or family watching or listening, if you need transportation, we'll work something out. Um, but that's it for this week. Matt, thanks for coming along as always. Uh, we'll be back next week, and let's go Flyers.